it? How do you channel Michael Jordan in, in, in your piece of the world? Um, I think it starts from the competitive, well, I think it starts for the love of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, I really do, I do love what I do, not and I don't love real estate so much as I love problems. Yeah. Right, we're engineering new deals. Mm -hmm. We're trying to figure out ways that others have been unsuccessful in achieving. Yeah. And that, that, that love and drive is a hunger that every day you wake up to want to get better. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, one of Jordan's best things is he's always getting better. Jordan never stayed the same. He got bigger, he got stronger as defenses, you know, honed in on him. He learned how to adjust. So the mindset is you never get comfortable. Yesterday is behind us, tomorrow we get better. And in any aspect of life, from how you respond to an email, how do you address someone, how do you show space? How do you communicate difficult things? Every day is an opportunity to get better. And if you approach it that way, there's always so much, because what you learn is how, how much we don't know, how much better we can get. Failure's our best friend, right? The closer we get to failure, the closer we are to figuring out what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So from that aspect, it just, every day that the sun, you know, that you're above ground, you have a new opportunity. From Griseta Partners, this is Durable Value, an investor's podcast where hosts Joe Miratori and Ryan Suela demystify commercial real estate with safe, sound investment strategies to help you balance your portfolio. Great. Well, it's Hi. great to be here today with Ali Nadimi. Thank you for having uh, me. It's Managing Director with Newmark Knight Frank. Yeah. Uh, Ali and I have been working together quite a bit. Uh, best I can tell, we're on track to do about $50 million in business this year. And best I can tell... We're if just, not more, if not more. We're, we're, you're quite aggressive, so it's been... Best I can tell, we're just one of your clients. Maybe a, a small fish in the Ollie Pond. So uh, I'm kind of thinking you're a big deal. And uh, People I, know about me. People um, know about you. No, it's, I mean, I think in order to provide the level of service, um, unless you have great bandwidth, um, you're probably selecting only a handful of people to work with in this manner. And that's essentially what we've created. So, so tell me about your business. Like, how, how do you um, so, think about your year? How do you... Yeah, so I'm a you know office leasing and, and sales uh, specialist at Newmark. I've been there for I've been in the business for about 15 years. Started at CBRE for 10 years. Made the transition um, about five years ago uh, with a specialty in landlord advisory work. Mm -hmm. And then um, there was a slight focus in government work, working with the county and the state of California since they're our largest uh, occupier in the area. And over the last several years, I've transitioned over to doing a lot of government. Uh, tenancy work. So mm -hmm. representing the state of California, working with the county of Sacramento, um, although they don't have a contract, you know, we've established a relationship with them. And then in our relationship, we've been working on some leasing for a family that we've also been doing dispositions. Yeah. So as a result, we've been able to do some leasing, do some advisory work, some disposition work and acquisition work. Mm -hmm. And uh, give us a little background on, on who you are too. I, I've gotten to know you a yeah. little bit. Uh, Tell us your story. Like. So uh, just, just briefly, um, I was born in Iran during the revolution in okay. 82. So um, getting to the United States was a very big challenge for my family. Mm -hmm. um, mom, sister, and I you know, slept in one bed for years. Um, kind of what, you know, what most people have endured in this country. Um, you know, the first house we moved out into, uh, it was during the Iran-Iraq War. We were evicted because we're Iranian. So there's a little hardship. Um, that you, you know, like most people, That's you here overcome. In just here in Sacramento. Yeah. And they're not bad people. It's just, you know, some people are uneducated. So that happens in third grade. So you go through life and you kind of learn, all right, not everything is stacked your way. You get into brokerage. And as, you know, I was a promising intern, but the moment you get into brokerage side of the world, it's, you know, you have competitors. So you're back to facing adversity. Mm -hmm. And it all depends if you want it or not. Um, yeah. It's up to you. 
So kind of, hopefully I... Cir- circling back, yeah. you know, um, you, you mentioned something about high school and yeah. like how that sort of framed your psychology. I, I, I want to get a little, we all have our psychology. We're sure. in, this is a, a show about investing, sure. and that means it's a show about people. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're an important uh, person in Sacramento for that. that. Tell us about what informs your psychology, what motivates you and drives you. I think, okay, um, going a step further. So uh, very simple elementary school career, um, you know, very simple, no fights. Best kids. You know, I grew up with all these kids from kindergarten until you know sixth grade. Then you go to a junior high that is an urban city junior high. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're now dealing with adversities and challenges that aren't day to day for you and your family, but you see your friends, your colleagues, you know your teammates on basketball teams. So you start experiencing and understanding maybe being a little compassionate to other scenarios and how just getting to school isn't. You know, getting to school for some people is a huge challenge. Where for us, well, yeah. how difficult it is so you start putting in perspective how fortunate you really are. So, um, you know, your eyes kind of open. And then high school transition, instead of going to the high school, um, my mom had me go to a specific high school that the kids there were not bust in. They were coming from very affluent families. So I went from an uh, inner city junior high um, to feeling very compassionate and, oh, man, this is tough for some people, to now the flip side. Yeah. And to some degree, I am the complete outsider. Yeah. And so you're back a fish out of water to some degree trying to figure out how to, I don't want to use the word assimilate, but how do you fit in? And high school is a very difficult time. Kids are going through their transition, so kids are, you know, who they are. Uh, they're, they're finding out who they are, so therefore you're the brunt of probably jokes. So high school was a, you know, a difficult time. Like for, for many people, you struggle, and you're trying to figure out where do you fit in. So it helps you self-reflect on who are you. And, you know, you've had this experience in junior high, now you've had this experience at high school, I don't believe I really found who I was or the confidence to find who I was until after high school. And, and now you're in the brokerage business, which is a, now in the brokerage business, which is a bit of a fish out of water business. Entirely. It's a, it's a business where you can have tremendous success, but you have to earn every piece of every it. piece of it. And that's from the ground level up. Yeah. So no special circumstances. Just my approach to it was what are people that are making these decisions looking for in their in their broker? Mm-hmm. So learn it from the ground up. Don't feel special. Don't feel that you need to take a shortcut. Learn it from the ground level up. So at any given juncture, they ask you a question, you've endured it. You're listening to Durable Value, an investor's podcast. We understand the world of commercial real estate can be daunting, but we want to make it as simple as possible for you. Get the free 56-point checklist for evaluating investment properties that Grisada Partners uses every day at grisadapartners.com guides. I've knocked on every single door in this marketplace. Why? Because I could confidently look at you in the eye and say, I've walked these buildings. I can tell yeah. you how that lobby looks. That's just hard work. That's a choice that people make. Yeah. Um, and I think from that aspect, you just learn to, it's a process. Step by step, you'll build it up. The long-term approach was always to be, hopefully, an, ad, you know, an advisor to people making big decisions. Yeah. Um, and that just comes through repetition, hard work, and to some degree, like a relationship, vulnerability, because yeah. it's selfless, right? Oftentimes we talk about this. A broker's, all you have is your time and your information. Yeah. And you could sink a lot of time in with somebody with nothing to show for at the end of it. And that's the risk we run. So, But we're in a trust-based business. Yeah, um, absolutely. That we're, this is a business built on believing uh, in people and believing that they'll do what they say they'll do. Right. Uh, being able to count on people. Sure. And, and one reason I wanted to interview you is I've worked with dozens and I've worked with dozens of brokers over the years. Yeah. You're, you're 
that idea of a trusted advisor, yeah. you're the best I've ever met at it. And Thank I, you. you know, that's a that's an honor. I I, I don't say that lightly. Um, I appreciate it, it. It's rare in this business to meet uh, people that you feel like, you know, are really on your team. And I've enjoyed that piece of. Uh, Likewise, of I mean, it it honestly is the dream of all dreams when you get into this business because there's so much fight and struggle to compete to carve out who you are. In the end, if you're yourself and you commit yourself to people and ask the questions that are important, not to make a transaction, but to really fulfill what's the strategy here? Yeah. Let's go steps deeper. What are we really trying to accomplish? Yeah. In the short term, in the, you know, medium and then in the long term. And if there, you know, what's beautiful about real estate is we're all here for a reason. We all have similar desires and goals. There's yeah. a concentric circle. And I've always felt if we just spend our time focusing there, there's a lot of noise. But there's a reason why we're here together. And if we have similar values and similar work ethic, well, I think good things could come. And I mean, as a result, I mean, in a short amount of time, we've got $50 million worth of deals that were not on the market. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I don't think I have any special sauce other than honest and hard work and the information. Yeah. And your trust. Right, and collectively we've been able to put things together, um, but it's a it's a two pronged process. Well, and the the result of that trust is uh, well. For example, I'd say every week I get five de- deals emailed to me by various brokers, which I look at. But when you send me a deal, because there's that that trust piece, I take it extremely seriously, and uh, that, that's that's a wonderful advantage for both you and for me. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, my job is to help you do your job better. If I take the time to ask you questions and better understand what is going to work and what's not going to work, yeah, what doesn't work is imperative so we can better understand what do we actually present. Because you're going to take that information that you trust that I gave you in good faith to then take it to your group yeah. to socialize. Yeah. How are you going to be deemed if I gave you something that was inaccurate? or didn't fit the criteria. That's a waste of your time. That's a waste of your board's time or your investor's time. And I mean, that's poorly reflective of what I've been doing with my time. So uh, most importantly is don't worry and service yourself, service your clients. Put yourself aside and just do the job that they're looking for. If you cannot, be open about it and move on. Yeah. Um, And I think in that vein, it's just, it's worked out. And you know, 15 years in, in a market you know, it's a 60 million square foot market. We've spent time taking pride in learning the market. Hopefully you understand the psychology behind every owner. Because when you're on the landlord side, you have to understand who you're competing with. Right. If we're sitting in this 4,000 square foot space, I have to know every other 4,000 square foot space within you know, a certain area that we're competing with. Yeah. And how does our building stack up versus theirs? And how does that owner's position of, of holding this asset compared to ours? Are they desperate for a deal? Are they able to reach certain passage, you know, and it takes that information to then, you know, give you the right advice so you can feel confident about going to making that next step. Yeah. We were reflecting before this and I know uh, you and Ryan yeah. uh, worked together on a deal 15 years ago or yeah. 12 years ago. It started 15 years ago and I think only four years ago I actually got the deal done. Yeah. Which is another kind of, you got to have a long-term approach and focus or else... You know, you've already invested that time. Are you going to let it go? After five, six years of you've invested in working for someone, you have to make the determination. Do you cut bait or can you see this through? And fortunately, Ryan decided to move on and left me there to deal with it. But <laughs> somehow, some way. You got paid. I got paid. Hey, congrats, I got man. paid. Yeah. 
<laughs> Believe it or not. Well, and the deals we're working on now, you've been working on for many years as well. The re- yeah, started about 10 years ago. Which yeah, is, you know, years ago. So I'm thankful ago. that we get to be the buyers on. I'm thankful that you're a buyer in this market that is open to dealing with the challenges I presented you. Which, with all big deals, what I'm finding is they're extremely complicated. And that's where the trust, I think, comes into play is. Absolutely. We have to understand that when we get to these very sticky situations, that we can trust that what we're sharing is actually real. Yeah. Because it's a gut. And we know that time is limited, time kills deals. So. Time kills deals. <laughs> right? <laughs> we've had our back against the wall. And yeah. um, we sit here smiling today. We've had a, we've had a good week. Who, who, as you look back at your career and mm-hmm. your life, who are some of the heroes you've had along the way? Who are some people that, uh, you know, have some way altered the course of your life? Um, especially yeah. on the, as you think of investing or, or your career. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, early on, my, my, my family, my parents, my uncle, um, my mom for pulling my sister and I out of a, country going through a revolution, my dad yeah. for stomaching and getting over here um, and joining us, my uncle for kind of leading from a family standpoint. Um, those are difficult times and to have that leadership is huge. Professionally, um, well, I guess starting as a kid, Michael Jordan has always been, you know, he's been the gold standard of my life. Um, only because <clears throat> where he was one of the most talented people, he was the hardest working person. And every yeah. summer, all you would hear is how he would come to reinvent himself, to challenge himself. Because the concept is progress, to mm-hmm. continually get better. Um, I think in the business, we've had some, you know, Todd Eshelman in our office is one of the kings of his coin, his coin term is uh, play the game, PTG. And that's mm-hmm. something we pride ourselves in because just play after play. Don't get caught up. Don't celebrate too much. Don't get too down. Just keep playing the game. Um, Randy Getz, a.k.a. the Messiah, um, he's always going to be very sound advice. You've probably Randy. spoken Randy's with him. wonderful. And he's sage. You, you, you don't, you, you just don't meet people like that often. Yeah, um, just wonderful human beings that are extremely talented that have provided sound advice for years and years and um, highly regarded. John Frisch uh, in our office, who in in my belief has helped create a lot of Sacramento brokerage and laid the foundation. So um, these are people who have made huge, you know, in my opinion, they've made big strides to allow me to be able to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a big part of it is gratitude and paying your respect to those who have come before you, have created this environment, who have shed this light on you. Yeah. Because a great degree of brokerage is other people sharing their experiences. Yeah. You being in their presence and hearing how they've adjusted and they've acclimated and they've handled conversations and tough deals. And without that, you know, we don't have the ability to then share it with you. So just a few people. And I'm sure I'm missing Let, let, let me zero in for a second on Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, all, we all grew up watching Michael Jordan. And, yeah. Uh, tell, how do you... What traits of his? How do you channel Michael Jordan in, in, in your piece of the world? Um, I think it starts from the competitive. Well, I think it starts for the love of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. I do love what I do. Not and I don't love real estate so much as I love problem solving. Yeah. Right? We're engineering new deals. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out ways that others have been unsuccessful in achieving. Yeah. And that, that, that love and drive is a hunger that every day you wake up to want to get better. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, one of Jordan's best things is he's always getting better. Jordan never stayed the same. He got bigger. He got stronger as defenses, you know, honed in on him. He learned how to adjust. So the mindset is you never get comfortable. Yesterday is behind us. Tomorrow we get better. I love it. And in any aspect of life, from how you respond to an email, how do you address someone, how do you show space, how do you communicate difficult things? Every day is an opportunity to get better. And if you approach it that way, there's always so much because what you learn is how 
how much we don't know, mm-hmm. how much better we can get. Failure is our best friend, right? The closer we get to failure, the closer we are to figuring out what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So from that aspect, it just every day that the sun, you know, that you're above ground, you have a new opportunity. And in real estate, that's all you have is that time. Yeah. So uh, you kind of dictate the tone of your day, and I think the tone of your career to that extent. One thing I've enjoyed about working with you is when I, we've had plenty of ups and downs in the deals we've worked on. <laughs> yeah. But every time I call you, I never get, hey, I, it's always, hey, Joe. I mean, it's just like, it, 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 it doesn't matter if, you know, you hit a roadblock, something went wrong. Right. Like, we're going to hit roadblocks. You're positive, and, and you make positive things happen. And that's, uh, I've appreciated that and, and tried to channel that a little bit in my own life. You know, um, it's easy to be negative. Yeah. And the problem with negative is it, it breeds negativity. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to fall in because things are generally stacked against us. But if you focus on that positive and only stay focused on the positive, well, you might open yourself up to a whole bunch of other things that are great. Okay, there's bad all the time. Doesn't mean you have to tune into it. Yeah. How, how do you see Sacramento shifting? And let's talk coronavirus. You know, the world's a little bit different now. Yeah. How do you see these next four or five years playing out? Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I don't think we have seen a market. Uh, I don't think any market has been hit like this. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew there should be some sort of real estate correction at some point. We didn't know it would be in the hands of a pandemic. Um, I think what's interesting about Sacramento is how government-heavy focused we are. And government has already kind of implemented that, hey, maybe we can do some more teleworking. Mm-hmm. So them being, you know, about 50% of the market or creating that market, I think we'll still see what's going to come about. How does this lag? Um, I think what we'll see is some people try to correct right size, as we heard in the last downturn. However, um, I think there's a component of culture that people still want to be in offices and still want to work collaboratively together. So I think we'll have a slow little, little mix-up. Um, I think we've seen a lot of great development over the last, you know, five years. We've seen a very good run. We might have to start seeing that slow down a little bit to make sure we can fully absorb all that. But I think overall Sacramento's on the right track. I think people recognize the quality of life you can live here, um, the accessibility. You got mountains, Tahoe, you got Napa, you got Modesto. So, <laughs> I mean, you're an hour away from everything. Ollie, thanks so much. Thank really you so much. It. I appreciate it. Working with you for uh, yeah. decades to come, I hope. Likewise. So, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Durable Value, an investor's podcast, where we demystify commercial real estate with safe, sound investment strategies to help you balance your portfolio. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, visit grisetapartners.com, where you'll find more information, investor's tools, case studies, and more. This podcast is hosted by Joe Miratori and Ryan Suela. It's produced, edited, and mixed by Melodic, with intro music by Ian Post. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.